0: I'm Brett Chang.
1: And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, August 9th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance and tech all in less than seven minutes.
0: It's One of my favorite days, Jay, it's where we can combine the fact of the day into a tip of the day for the peak pals out there. So the CRA came out and they said that they have $1.4 billion of uncast checks in their coffers, some of them dating back to 1998. Now it's going to begin sending notifications this month to tell people to take their dang money out of the out of the tax man but yeah it's it's just sitting there jay so have you <laughs> looked recently Have you have any cash checks
1: <laughs> i don't i wish i did i'd like a big chunk of that 1.4 billion i don't but i know i do in my home state because i sometimes get a notice that i have unclaimed money it's not very much it's from an old stock i used to own i guess that someone gave to me from my bar mitzvah but I, I see that that's a lot of money and you get that money back into the economy
0: yeah, look, it is a good reminder that you should go into your CRA account or call them just to make sure that you don't have any returns sitting there that you haven't cashed yet. Because clearly a lot of people have. And yeah, yeah exactly right, Shane. We got to get that right back in the economy. Get that machine going again.
1: They should They should do that right before Amazon Prime Day
0: wow yeah amazon prime should send out a reminder on behalf of the cra it would look like it would look like the spam i get over or the the phone calls i get from the cra
1: i just like to combine stories from a couple weeks ago and today just to just to mix things up brett aside from 1.4 billion dollars the cra owes you what do we have for peak bells today
0: Well, it's Easter, Jay, because we got a great basket of stories for you. For our first story, SoftBank takes on big losses. For our second story, robot cars start driving in China. And for our last story, Canadian hospitals are overwhelmed.
1: For our first story, Japanese technology investor SoftBank reported a record loss of $23 billion last quarter after a spending spree that their CEO, Masayoshi-san, described as delirious. Brett, how did Masa-san respond to this loss?
0: You would never, this is a very Japanese thing, Jay. You would never hear an American investor say this. Masa San said, when we were turning out big profits, I became somewhat delirious. And looking back at myself now, I'm quite embarrassed and remorseful. That's not coming out of the mouths of Carl Icahn or Bill Ackman. I can tell you that no, much, Jay.
1: <laughs> no, but here's... Here's why he said it. Here's how this all happened. In 2019, SoftBank lost $18 billion after big investments in its Saudi-backed Vision Fund business turned sour. Think WeWork and Uber. Still, by 2021, soaring valuations within its portfolio of technology companies encouraged another series of risky betting.
0: If you get a chance to Google just a chart of the performance of the Vision Funds over the past few years, it is quite the coaster. Now, SoftBank channeled its new confidence into the self-funded Vision Fund 2, through which it poured billions into startups, including buy now, pay later company Klarna, which we've talked about before, Jay, but is not going so well itself.
1: It's not, although now seems like a perfect time to invest, according to Sun. Falling valuations for technology companies and a weak yen will force SoftBank to start aggressively cutting costs.
0: And and Jay, this is why it all matters. So SoftBank's performance reinforces how newly vulnerable high-growth technology companies are in an environment full of inflation, central bank policy responses, and geopolitical tensions. The risks are still high, but the rewards are increasingly unclear. For our second story, if you find yourself hailing a ride in the Chinese cities of Wuhan or Chongqing, you won't have to worry about making that awkward chitchat with the driver. Although I know you enjoy that, Jay. I can feel it because there won't be a driver there to talk to. Yesterday, we talked about vacuum robots, Jay. But what's the latest on robo cars?
1: Well, Baidu, that's China's Google, is the country's first company licensed to commercially offer fully driverless robo taxis. This is without a human supervisor present. And it's all through Apollo Go, its driverless ride hailing platform.
0: Now, Baidu will operate five cars each in Wuhan and Chongqing covering 13 and 30 square kilometers in each city respectively.
1: The service won't generate revenue for at least two or three years, but Baidu now has a massive leg up on other competitors and testing and deployment.
0: Now to zoom out. Zoom. Autonomous driving. Yeah, you got it. Autonomous driving is yet another part of the economic arm wrestling match between China and the U.S. with companies pouring billions to become the world's leader in the sector.
1: The U.S. currently has two commercially robo-taxi services, GM's Cruise in San Francisco, which I've seen, and Alphabet's Waymo in Arizona.
0: Now, Owen Chen, an analyst with S and P Global Mobility, told the FT that China's approval of Baidu's robo taxis will stoke competition not just between companies, but between countries and regional governments to see who can dream up more policy support for the industry. For our last story, Canadian
1: hospital shutdowns that began in small jurisdictions have now spread to the biggest cities as the healthcare system deals with a devastating labor shortage.
0: So here's what's going on. So cities, including Toronto, Ottawa, Calgary and Moncton have seen major hospitals shut down emergency rooms for over 24 hours in some cases because they did not have enough nurses to treat patients.
1: Staffing shortages were exacerbated by the pandemic, but were still a problem before with a 2019 survey of Canadian nurses finding that 83% of respondents felt their institutions were understaffed.
0: Now, here's why it's happening. COVID infections and well deserved vacations, Jim, have contributed to short term shortages while burnout and pay grievances across the sector have done long term damage by hollowing out the workforce.
1: There were 136,800 job vacancies in the healthcare sector in the first quarter of 2022, which is an all time high. And a quarter of nurses said they plan on quitting their job in the next three years. This, according to Statistics Canada.
0: Now, filling these vacancies is difficult due to the limited number of spots in nursing programs and a dearth of clinical placements available to students. Plus, Jay, even if I wanted to, I'm so I get so squeamish about blood. I could never I could never do this. Yeah, this certainly is not for you,
1: but the worker shortage
0: creates a vicious cycle. Shortages make
1: the job harder, which leads to burnout, which leads to nurses leaving, which leads to more shortages. It's a rinse and repeat until ER shut down and people can't get the care they need.
0: Now, Jay, I got to ask, do you think this is the perfect storm? It is the perfect storm. I feel like we're always talking, I feel like everything in this world is a perfect storm right now, which makes me it, uncomfortable.
1: On healthcare in particular, it's been a really challenging couple of years because the shortage existed in 2019, as you talked about, but this is, this is a real challenge here. It's a real challenge in the US. It's uh, broad-based and difficult to address, certainly in the short term.
0: Pete Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to. And only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country.
1: If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review.
0: And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode.
1: Thank you, Dale. Thank you, Brett. Brett,
0: have a good Tuesday. Yeah, you too, Jay.